You're listening to Rooster Teeth Podcast number 590. If you hear something you'd like to see from this episode, visit first.roosterteeth.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rooster Teeth Podcast. This week brought to you by Rooster Teeth's Last Laugh and ExpressVPN. I'm Gus. I'm Gavit. I'm Barbara. I'm Jeff. And I'm Gus. <laughs> How's it going, everyone? Delay, it's a, it's a, a little different this week. We're all uh, this is we're all weird. in our, our respective homes, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna make it happen. We're gonna make it work. I got a good feeling about this. We're all seasoned professionals. We've been doing this a long time. What what is your seasoning? If you had to pick a seasoning, uh, what would it be? Uh, probably like cumin, rosemary. <laughs> I was gonna say cumin because it starts with cum. Uh, uh. <laughs> Good one, good one. Uh, I would probably say garlic powder. Yeah? Not garlic salt. Garlic powder. You're softer than salt. Yeah. You're not as, you're not as salty as salt. I, I, I get it. What about you? You haven't, said, you haven't said one, Jeff. Uh, I think I'm probably, uh, well, I, to rep a local business, I think I am the Tears of Joy Boot Jalokia habanero uh steak mix that i have you, you, couldn't, you couldn't just pick an off-the-shelf one that everyone else is identifying this had to be an ad read yeah <laughs> you gotta well, support local business paid? man times are tough are you getting paid by big boot jalokia are you in their pocket you have to disclose <laughs> that federal patriot have, round. i'm a part of the pepper seasoning? lobby tony's? what's up do you have tony's seasoning like Tony's Shisharis or Shisharis or whatever? It's just called Tony's. I didn't know what it was until this year. And like everyone in Rooster Teeth was like, how do you not know Tony's? Tony's is like a staple seasoning. It's like a mix of yeah. uh, like four or five different seasonings. Like salt and pepper? Yeah, it's very popular. <laughs> it's like, I think I it's like, like salt, pepper, garlic, something else, three other things maybe. All the classics. No, no idea. No, I don't think. I, I'm sure if I if I saw it, I'm sure if you put it in front of me, I'd be like, oh yeah, that thing that I've never purchased in my life. Uh, I mean, I can go to my kitchen and get some and bring it back. I don't know if I'm allowed to yeah, leave. <laughs> I think you should. All right, I'll be Do right back. Do it. Yeah, go get it. Go show us. So. Uh, I, oh, I, nice I feel bricks, like Gus. I'm in front of a brick wall. I feel like I should be getting ready to do like a tight five. Like I've got a like a stand up. I got a spotlight on me standing in front of a brick wall. It's like I'm at the improv. <laughs> I like how you chose no. the uh, material that echoes the most to stand behind or to sit well, in front of. Uh, technically, I'm in front of it. If you want to get you know specific, is about that it. real right, brick you. or a picture of a brick? It's it's real. Oh, I, I don't think the knocking on it told me anything, but sure. <laughs> Wouldn't have been surprised if Gus broke his knuckles just by knocking on the He's got weak, tiny knuckles, too. They're not strong. They're not load-bearing knuckles. <laughs> they can't withstand the weight of a punch. Right, you guys show, want to show us, the seasoning show and tell? Show us your seasoning. First off, here's uh. Here's the yeah! Tony. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have, that, I have seen that. Yeah. I was talking about. As seen in every grocery store in America. Uh. Here's what I was talking about. Tears of joy, powdered fire. When you're in Austin, it, stop yeah, on it. Put it, tears of joy Jeff, put, it in, put it in frame so we can see it, dude. It's like half I cut off. Was. There you go. There you go. You're good. You're good. I can see it. Perfectly. All I can see is my screen. I don't know what and, uh, and while I'm at it, uh, I recently discovered uh, through my girlfriend, Emily, Trader Joe's everything but the bagel seasoning. I'm oh, just throwing that in right. as a bonus. Nobody asked about that one, but it's good. 
That's a really good one. It is. That play. Well, there you go. I don't know how we ended up on that topic. I don't know, I but it, can that weirdest... post on? Can we then, can we invoice those three companies? <laughs> <laughs> I made the weirdest concoction. I have that everything but the bagel seasoning too. And try this if you're into it. It's a tortilla with peanut butter spread on it. And then you put that bagel seasoning on it. And it's surprisingly tasty. Is the tortilla cooked or is it raw, like just room temperature? Just like a regular, yeah, room temperature flour tortilla. Spread it on. You know, I just fold it in, in half. That sounds, that reeks of the ingenuity of someone who is starving at three in the morning and has four <laughs> things to work with. That's me. <laughs> I'll give it a shot. I just want to point out that it, any tortilla is probably cooked if you're eating it. Otherwise, it's just like a ball of raw dough. Yeah, but you don't want to like, you know, when you eat a tortilla, you want to you want to hit it on the stove for a couple seconds, warm it up yeah. a bit. 10, 10 seconds on each side. Mm-hmm. Please, please explain tortillas to me. I would love to hear your uh, your <laughs> Well, if you would like, hold on, I'll go to my kitchen. Well, there's corn tortillas, there's flour tortillas. I what, eat what are you guys tortillas now. What are you guys missing the most? Like, what can you not get hold of that you miss? Toilet paper? Human, human hugs <laughs> from anybody but my boyfriend. <laughs> you want hugs from anybody but your boyfriend? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> let's, uh, yeah, let's clip that. Let's send that to Trevor. <laughs> are, you allowed to, are you allowed to hug people if you're in a big bag? <laughs> like if I get in a big bag or whatever, yeah. Yeah, if I wrap myself in cellophane, can I h come and hug you? <laughs> <laughs> we should try it yeah yeah if you guys so do like that, that i need to be there to film it because there's some fetish sites that uh i can make a lot of money <laughs> on you like that scene in the naked gun not to put like a plastic bag over your head because it might be like a choking hazard but as you get older you're like what if i cover my entire body in a plastic bag yeah what not, if everything about my head is in plastic it's it's gavin it's really strange that you mentioned that naked gun reference because the episode of always open that jeff and i uh, are on just came out today and i think we referenced that same scene in that episode of always open as well didn't we talk about that the other day Did we really that's possible i don't remember i, I, I mean like I just you talked about the day. were you talking about the coronavirus yeah it was just it's, a way it's, to, like, i mean it's, pr it's pretty fitting yeah yeah classic scene i don't think i quite understood that scene when i was a little kid and watched that movie for the first time you know the <laughs> saddest thing part, we're doing the saddest it's part a little confusing to me What's that? What's that? Is because I just watched it recently with Millie, like maybe a year ago. Um, is how fucking good and funny and how much of a scene stealer OJ Simpson is in every shot of that movie that he wrote. <laughs> he's fucking hilarious. <laughs> he's bumbling around on the fun. ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know this is completely off topic, but Gavin, your camera looks really, really good. I'll be honest, right? So I I joked last week that I was gonna do this you on the phantom. DSLR? No, I'm using the Phantom. You have a $150,000 web camera? <laughs> yeah, with like a $10,000 lens on the front. It honestly what? was not worth the joke. It took me like 45 minutes to set it up because it's like a professional <laughs> movie camera. It doesn't have like HDMI and stuff. So I'm like SDI out and some of it's powered by a battery and some of it isn't. <laughs> and I, I no one is even going to tell. It looks really good, though. Mark I told think it's worth it. <laughs> shall I? Uh, shall I send a picture of my setup? I'm gonna. 
I'm going to slack it yeah, to broadcast right. and see if they can send that to Patrick and say, <laughs> Hey, this is working really well for Gav. Can we get this set up for everybody else at home? <laughs> yeah. My uh, equipment requirements, please. Uh, one phantom. God. Yeah. So you said it took like 45 minutes to get it all set up. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just, <laughs> and he needs so much light. Like I'm sweating my tits off because I got all these lights on. It's funny because it does seem a little dark and you always complain about the, the Phantom <laughs> yeah. needs so much light. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even, I mean, I'm not shooting in high speed, but like I have a black office, so it's extra difficult. Dude, if you compared oh. your setup to my setup, it would be stark difference. I have literally a, a normal Logitech webcam and then behind it, I have a ring light that I bought years ago balanced in an empty tissue box on top of a wicker basket. <laughs> the most unprofessional setup serious? possible. No, yeah. no, okay. like, I, I wish I, I could show you what I have. I have my laptop balanced on top of a a, a, a Coleman cooler, and then my light is hung on like a, a closed drying rack right uh, right across from my desk. <laughs> oh, okay. nice. Yeah, I'm using my girlfriend's ri Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's my setup. Devin, Jesus it's Christ. so bright in that photo. Jesus Christ. Yeah, is that how bright it is in the room? And you can see there's a cable coming down out of the camera to a monitor that's behind. It's like on the bottom of the screen that's showing the image with a light in front of it. So I can output HDMI from that monitor to the cam link. It's a, it sucks. Oh my <laughs> God, yeah, dude. Jesus. Yeah. Well, it gave yeah. you something to do. It did. Yeah. It gave me a lot of stress. Yeah, that's, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'll be back on a webcam next week. I, I thought about buying one. I looked online. I was like, oh, maybe I should pick one up. That way, you know, it'll be higher quality. I don't, I don't have to balance my laptop on a on a ice chest anymore. But uh, they're all sold out. Surprisingly. Sold out. Hey, it's Eric. Sorry. Real fast. Uh, can you guys uh, send those uh, pictures of your setup to social so we can post those? Thank you. I'll send mine too. Uh, I didn't Is that the soundboard? <laughs> Yeah, baby. <laughs> I don't think we have the soundboard anymore, right? That's a, just no, back at the studio. Speaking of, yeah, speaking of shirts that that's sold out, Gus, remind me a little bit later in this podcast, whenever it comes up, to tell you my story about this fucking Nintendo Switch. Oh, well, let's talk about it right now. Let, are we talking about Animal Crossing? Is this the time to talk about I Animal would, Crossing? Because I, I want like let's, let's have Let's just have an Animal Crossing podcast. All right, well, I'm not going to be much help. <laughs> Neither am I. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit here and drink my wine and listen to you guys for the next hour and talk about Animal Crossing because I haven't played it yet. I so Animal Crossing. I, I consider myself a fan of. I didn't play a New Leaf, but I played the original one that we played on the GameCube, Gus, back in the day. I think you mm -hmm. remember many, many impassioned evenings of you and I, uh, you know, fishing for coelacanths and hitting trees and shit. Impassion's a weird word there, but okay. I felt. I think you remember the passion. I know I do, uh, but uh, so I was like nice. it, during the it's a fucking coronavirus, we're all we're quarantined. I said, "Fuck it." My girlfriend expressed an interest in playing Animal Crossing because all of her friends are playing it, and uh, I thought, you know, I I screw it. I'll buy a Nintendo Switch and I will buy Animal Crossing and I'll I'll play it. I, I had no intention right. of buying any current gen console other than the Xbox. Still don't have a PlayStation, but I was like, fuck it, I'll I'll throw in some money and I'll buy the I'll buy the Nintendo Switch. First off, it's not available anywhere. It's uh out of <clears throat> out of stock in Best Buy, out of stock in Target, out of stock at, stock at GameStop, out of stock at Walmart, 
The only place I was able to find it is through a reseller on Amazon who charged me 150 bucks over market wow. value Whoa. to get the Animal Crossing Switch. It's got Animal Crossing on the cover. Wait, wait. It's so cool. are you talking when you say when you say the switch was sold out? Do you mean like the regular switch, or you mean just specifically the Animal Crossing switch? The regular switch. Like you couldn't buy a regular switch anywhere. You had to back order them, and they were selling. Uh, it may not be the case now, but this is two weeks ago. Uh, so uh, anyway, I I found it on Amazon, and I was like, if I'm going to buy it, and I got to get the game too, I might as well just buy the Animal Crossing one. It's cute, and it's the only reason I want it. And so I got the Animal Crossing one. Uh, it finally came in today. And I was trying to set it up right before this. And uh, first thing I learned was it doesn't come with Animal Crossing. Oh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, can buy, you can buy that digitally. You can download that. Yeah. Yeah, you can. So that was a, a point of frustration for me to have Animal Crossing for? logos on my goddamn Switch, but no Animal Crossing in my Switch. Uh, finally got it all set up. that was the whole up. purpose of it. Yeah, so did I. And I guess buyer beware, right? I could have read it. I, I'm sure they were probably it, it said it somewhere that there was no uh, Animal Crossing included in the Animal Crossing Switch, but it was not overt. I'll tell you that. And it's not even over so on the goddamn box. You're like 450 bucks in the hole on this and you have no Animal Crossing. I am Crossing. 400 and that's you nailed it. I am $450 in the hole. And so I load it up. I get the whole thing turned on. Uh, it immediately has to go through like two or three updates, get through all that, all that normal bullshit. I, I, I won't ding him for that because Xbox and PlayStation are the same way. Then I go through the rigmarole of discovering whether I have a Nintendo account or not, which apparently I do, was not aware of. So I, it took me a while to get that unpacked, got that figured out, and uh, download, uh, finally get my accounts linked, download Animal Crossing. Then I have to come get ready for the podcast. And I can just hear my girlfriend in the back go, ah, damn it. And I'm like, oh, no. So I go out there. <laughs> she creates an account. You are, apparently on the Nintendo Switch, you have to own a copy of the game no matter how many like per account. So even though my Xbox is my home Xbox, and if I bought the Xbox Animal Crossing, I could set it to my home Xbox and everybody on Earth that wanted to come sit on my Xbox and play it can play it. Not the case. So Emily had to buy it as well. So now we're $120 on top of the 450 <laughs> So $570. Just so she can play Animal Crossing. Well, I no longer want to play now. Now I would I hate Animal Crossing. And I would like to burn Animal Crossing to the ground. Um But see, but, uh, you're letting them win if you don't play at this point. You yeah. already spent so much money. You gotta yeah. you gotta double down. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so anyway, so that's where we are. She, she finally bought it and now there's no sound and it's just connected HDMI <laughs> to the TV and I haven't had a chance to troubleshoot that cause I had to get ready for the podcast, but, uh, it has been, uh, quite a journey, uh, quite an expensive journey to, to maybe play animal crossing at seven o'clock when this podcast is over. This episode of Rooster podcast is brought to you by ExpressVPN. So we all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and online security, right? But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Now that so many of us are stuck at home, it's only a matter of time till they run out of stuff to watch on Netflix. So this whole week, I've been using ExpressVPN to binge Doctor Who on UK Netflix. It's so simple to do. Just fire up ExpressVPN app, change location of the UK, refresh Netflix, and that's it. See, ExpressVPN hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. So you can choose from almost 100 different countries. So just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. Love anime? Use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix and be spirited away. But it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service like Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. 
There's hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN is it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD with no problem. ExpressVPN is also compatible with your, all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, so you can watch what you want on a personal device or on the big screen wherever you are. If you visit our special link right now at expressvpn.com rooster, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want, protect yourself with ExpressVPN at expressvpn.com rooster. Thanks to ExpressVPN for sponsoring this episode of the Rooster Teeth Podcast. Well, so is that like you, the, the most money you've ever spent on a game where you essentially, what do you do in that game? Like farm? No, I spend, uh, not, not even close. I have Gems of War. Uh, I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> many, 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 How many, many thousands of dollars switches. in the hole? How, I like to spend on the switches. How many aftermarket switches have I bought? <laughs> Is it more? like four? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but I, is but it a yeah. good game? Are you enjoying it? Yeah, I love it. So to answer Barbara's question, it's not farming necessarily. It's just about like living in a town and I guess like meeting your neighbors and doing jobs for them. You can like catch insects or collect fruit from trees or go fishing. I guess those are like the big activities I have activities a conspiracy theory. Okay. A conspiracy theory. What if the makers of Animal Crossing unleash the coronavirus at the perfect time for everyone to stay home and play Animal Crossing and buy a Switch and play the game and buy their game because it's like social interaction and everybody is mm. wanting that right now? Honestly, I don't think that they... <laughs> I don't think they need the help. I think everyone's been clamoring for this game for so long. No, I, I know. Obviously, it was. Um, yeah. I've been. Pretty, I've been slow. It's a fun game. It's chill. It's. Uh, I feel like it's a good game for these times because you can just pick yeah. it up whenever, put it down whenever, do some shit, walk around. Nice music. I've, I've been hey, building yeah. out my bathroom and tweeting uh, photos of my bathroom <laughs> to. Uh, you have a bidet yet? Day. No, I don't have a bidet, but I. There it is. <laughs> I, I've added another toilet since this photo was taken, so I need to send you that an updated photo. That looks like a photo. bidet, or is it just an automatic toilet? It's a, it, it's a squatting toilet. Also, uh, who's on your one. face? Yeah, who came on your chin? <laughs> What's the chin step for? What is on your face? <laughs> it's sticky rice. What? Yeah, sure it is. It's sticky rice. Right. <laughs> That's the bathroom where Gus works. <laughs> Why do you But that's really what the game's all about. It's about like collecting customizable items that you decorate your house with or that you wear. I'm, I'm getting around. the most useless garbage. Like I'm getting I got some sort of weird Chinese flower arrangement and a bunch of kettles and shit. But you can't do anything with any of it. Like, I bought a scooter thinking, oh, I'll get around this island a little faster. Nope. Just sits there on the drive. Doesn't yeah. do anything. I had, a, I, had, I had this koi that I caught. And I was like, oh, you know what people do with kois in real life? They put them in ponds. So I had this koi in my inventory. And I went over to the store. And they were selling a pond. I was like, oh, I could buy this pond, put it in my front yard, and then I could put my koi in the pond. No. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely not. <laughs> but you cannot. The pond sits there. And you can put the koi next to it in a fish tank, but you can't put the koi in the pond. So the yeah, I'm, I'm not very good at it because I refuse to read about the game. Like, uh, there's all these things you can do, <laughs> but I'm just trying to learn on my own. And today I made a video with Fiona where I was just playing Animal Crossing and she was just watching me play it, making fun of me. And yeah, I'm not very good at all. She's got all kinds of shit. And I've, I've got like just a small house with a bunch of shit stuffed in the corner. 
which would you say you're Jack playing the new Doom bad or just normal bad? Uh, I'm not that bad. No, I'm <laughs> okay. just normal bad. Okay. Is there like in Animal Crossing and like the only game I've played similar to this, I guess, would be The Sims. Is there stuff like cheat codes you could use to get cooler stuff and more money, or is it just like completely in game? Not really. It's all pretty much just in game. I mean, you can time skip. That kind of ruins the, the, I guess the aspect of picking it up every day and having something new to come to. Yeah, so yeah, it's I tied to just... the real world time and date. So you have to wait. Like the days in the game pass as days in real life pass. So if something's going to be done tomorrow, you literally have to wait until tomorrow. So sometimes I'll just be playing the game like, well, there's nothing more to do today. Like I really want to keep playing, but. I'm just going to put it down because I need to wait till tomorrow morning for something to be done. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I know man, a lot of stuff like, is seasonal. Like yeah. the animals. Sims, I, uh, like something I love doing is just like creating really cool houses and like architecture and stuff like that in The Sims. And a lot of that involves having to do that money cheat code just so you could have like unlimited money to buy all the cool stuff and make your place look really cool. But do you not and get the satisfaction out of having a getting a job as The Sims and working up the job ranks until you can actually afford that for real? Fuck no, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lazy well, as shit. <laughs> this also has an extra layer of complexity or frustration where you don't even get access to everything up front. It's like over time, it's like you can find more kinds of furniture or different things you can customize with, but you just have to wait. You don't you don't have access to like a catalog of stuff. Yeah. I also hear about people getting like different, like their, what is it, their city or what is it? Island. Their village. Island. Their village island has like different fruits. Like some people are like, oh, sweet, I got oranges or apples or whatever. Is there a difference between those two? I'm sorry, I'm asking a lot of questions. I just never played. No. Um, so whatever your native fruit on your island is, you can sell, but you get only a little bit of money for it. If, if you can get the other fruit from other islands and plant trees for that, you can sell that fruit for a lot more money. Because it's, it's not native not. to your island. Yeah. Right. Oh. And I think there's six different ones, if I'm remembering right off the top of my head. What do you have? I got I got apples. I got pears. Oh. Ugh. Ugh. Dude, pears are the best. Pears are yeah, I made a pear bed. I have a, I made an apple television. <laughs> <laughs> there's no apple computer? No, there's no apple computer, but I made an I made a juicy apple TV. <laughs> All so right. that's uh that's what's going on. So and, um, sorry, go ahead. Guess on, 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 not Animal Crossing related. I, I just, oh wait wait one more Animal Crossing thing before we wrap that up. Um, so the other Thank day God. I tweeted. There's like <laughs> there's like this ongoing joke. So like there's a shopkeeper there. He's a, like a raccoon called Tom Nook. There's like an mm -hmm. ongoing joke that people like to make that he's evil and secretly does all these bad things. And I tweeted a joke in those line along those lines a couple days ago, and someone got really mad in my replies. They, they were replying like as if I was slandering a real human being. Like they got really <laughs> defensive, like trying to defend him and explain why I was wrong. He's actually a good, you know, everything that he does is is worthwhile, and that I, I'm, I'm I should be ashamed of myself for talking about him like that. Like, I'm just I'm just making a joke about a cartoon raccoon, man. I mean, <laughs> can we not take everything that seriously? <laughs> Have you paid your house off yet? Yeah, uh, I've paid my house off, and I have three room additions at this point. Oh, okay. I had those. I thought you were just I, asking. I, I, hear, I thought you were just yeah, asking to no, no, pay off his game. house in general. No, no, that's the complaint I hear is that it takes as long to pay off your house in Animal Crossing as it does in the real world. See, I've paid off this much of my house. That's that's why I can show this part. This is this is the extent <laughs> that's paid for. 
Turns out you're on the outside too. <laughs> yeah, it's really. I hear it's really nice on the inside. Is that real or faux brick behind you? It's real. Nice. That's what he was knocking on when you went was to go there get your seasoning. I, was that there when I uh, when I toured your place? No, I remodeled since then. Oh, okay. Was, uh, that's nice, dude. Have we talked about on the podcast? Money, huh? Fancy. Have we have we talked about how Jeff, whenever we make plans, you us three to hang out, you, me, and Gus, that uh, Gus never goes. We have and not thought I about went. that. <laughs> you I went. went. I went even one time when you weren't there. I went there. I've been there several times. Don't even try to pull that with me. The last two times he has not shown up. The last two <laughs> I have missed. All the times before that I attended, which was far more than two. But you miss it in a weird way. You're not like, oh, I'm not going to make it. You just, <laughs> but just go no, no, to the, a lot of us. The way, I, the way I don't make it is I never say I'm going. It's like you, Gavin. I don't say no, but I just never say yes. Do yeah, you yeah, see how that is? Because that that's, that's exactly no, what you do, involved, Gavin. So don't even involved, try. Because no, this is exactly the same the, thing you do. Like I say I, don't, I just don't reply. I don't say yes and I don't say no. Doesn't that sound familiar? I think we've right, had this conversation if, before. If I'm say, if I'm not saying no by if I'm saying no by not saying no and just not going, <laughs> I have nothing to do with the event. I'm not chiming in about days and times and stuff, I'm, and then not going. Because you do that where you say, "Oh, Wednesday's good for me. I can't do Thursday. Said, we all move our shit to Wednesday. Suddenly there's I, no gas. Why do we move it?" I never say it's good. I say it would be better. <laughs> well, what's That's better? The same thing. That's the same thing. This time when I you go to an event. Did. When I go to an event, I don't affect the event in any way. You affect the point there. Everyone's sad. <laughs> I also, we also <laughs> know you're just doing fucking laundry anyway. It's true. Pretty much. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so uh, Gavin was talking about uh, earlier, he was talking about his camera that he set up to do this. You know, he's having to go through all that trouble to set up the Phantom. And it made me think, so, you know, this, this week, this Wednesday is the 17th anniversary uh, for Rooster Teeth. Uh, so, well, yay, congratulations. Yay. 17 years, they've been doing it. But it made me think back you about some of the... You can some states. Yeah, in Texas, maybe. <laughs> Hawaii. So it made me think back about some of the, like, the stuff we used to do back then. And it made me think, Jeff, do you remember back in 2001, we rigged up a camera and live streamed ourselves playing video games for 24 hours straight? If what was the joke? If was it Burger King? What? Oh, oh, the, oh! Or was it Jack in the Box? I don't remember. Jack in the Box? Like if Jack in the Box? What was it? Dan said we forgot about that around the same time they did, and the guy said if they made hamburgers, you wouldn't have forgotten. It's, it's a good joke. <laughs> it was it, it was good because it upset him so much. Dan Godwin <laughs> is one of the funniest people on earth with one of the with the thinnest skin. <laughs> yeah, so we were live streaming ourselves playing video games for 24 hours and just I guess kind of like this, you know, we had a chat going and we're talking with people. This is before Rooster Teeth. And uh it was it was a really weird time, especially now when you think about people who live stream themselves playing video games, you know, it was kind of a one-off thing and I don't think we didn't even have a way to digitize the video game. Like we had to point the camera at the TV if you wanted to see the game that we were playing. It was so fucking long ago when it came to like dealing with we, that kind of technology. Yeah, we live streamed live streamed Let's Plays did way before it was cool. <laughs> before it was possible. Uh, was that, but, was so, that was 17 years ago? 
like WWE. That was in 2001. That was like right before we started Rooster Teeth. Yeah, that would have been before Rooster Teeth. And I remember it now. We were playing a bunch of games and we switched over to the GameCube. And the guy goes, why don't you guys, somebody online goes, why don't you guys play Dreamcast? And Dan Godwin said, we gave up on the Dreamcast around the same time that Sega did. And he said, I bet if Sega made hamburgers, you wouldn't have forgotten about it. And that ruined his night. That was it. That was it. That ruined his night. And I will never forget that for as long as I live. Man, I'm surprised he came back to do a donuts voice after that. Jeez. <laughs> well, donuts didn't exist yet. <laughs> when he did. Yeah, that was uh, that was crazy to think about how much has changed. I mean, obviously that was a little before 17 years ago, but even in the oh, 17 I... years that we've been doing this, uh, how much stuff has changed on the internet. You know, even did doing we... video was so weird back then. Did we only do that that one time? Yeah, because it ended up being a huge pain in the ass to try to set up. Remember, I like I had to I didn't ha I didn't own that camera we used. I had to borrow it, and it was just like a huge pain in the ass to deal with. Ooh. So it's like oh, we just did it that one time as a one off, and never did it again. So who was watching? We were all we we was for that? an old website we used to do. I think we had like thirty people watching. I don't know. if Am I remembering that right, Jeff? It wasn't. It wasn't we, like a ton of people. I thought it was more like under a hundred, but more like like seventy or something, if I remembered. But mm -hmm. it was like. It was enough to keep us busy talking and chatting with people all evening. And I think we went for, you know, four or five hours, six hours, something like that. No, we went 24 hours. We went from one day to the 24 next. 24 hours? We did 24 <laughs> hours of that. Was that in your apartment? Yeah, it was my old apartment over there by uh, Barton Creek Mall. By the mall. Did you guys switch yeah. off or was it like both of you the whole time? We had, it was us. Uh, John was there. Dan was there. And then like a couple other people would like rotate in and out and like stop by every now and then. I think April and margaret was that her name yeah they were also there for yeah. a little while some friends from our old job yeah you had friends before this how rude oh yeah before roosh teeth killed all of our friendships yes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> you mean made your best ones yet right jeff before rooster teeth turned all of our friendships into co-workers oh <laughs> yeah. why be friends why be why be friends when you can be employees <laughs> So what were, you, what were you guys doing? I'm curious, you know, I know, obviously I know what Jeff was doing uh, in April of 2003, but you know, Gavin and Barbara, what were you guys doing in uh, April uh, of 2003? I was waiting a month to discover red versus blue. I was just waiting for that to happen. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> you were, you were uh, busy trying to convince your parents you weren't a lesbian, right? <laughs> 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 yeah, I had my, uh, I had my lesbian posters up. Uh, I had my beer poster up because, you know, drinking is cool when you're 14. Um, I didn't drink, but I thought, you know, people will like me more if I've got a bunch of beer on a poster. And it worked. Yeah, I, I was in, uh, yeah, I was in school. I was 14. Yeah, I was about to turn 14. My birthday is in July, so I would have been still 13 at the time. Uh, I think I was probably, I think I did a lot of chatting on ICQ. Do you guys remember that chat service? Oh, oh yeah yeah mm -hmm. i remember icq that was like my life and i remember there was this really creepy guy who was like a family friend's brother who started messaging me on icq and was like kind of creepy towards me and then i remember not ever wanting to chat online ever again uh and obviously that worked out for me clearly <laughs> um but yeah it was a uh, yeah, it's hard to remember what I was doing before Rooster Teeth, honestly. It's been more than half my life that I've been part of the community and then part of the company too. So it's 
strange to think of BRT and ART. Wait, we first started talking in two thousand four or five. I want to say it was like maybe end of two thousand four. I don't know. I'd have to go back and, and see if there's like an archive of one. Well, that would yeah, make sense. Okay. We we launched the community site. I want to say in like October first, two thousand four. I still think of that as the new site. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the, that's like the most hipster thing you could possibly say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it actually plays videos. You don't have to download them off some server. Yeah. The, some before server, that, what was off, it off like? Our a computer. PHPB, what was it? PHPB. Yeah. No, I joined October 24th, 2004. I remember the date specifically. So sometime after that, that we started talking. You caused a storm among the the male members. (laughs) I'm like, I'm a woman and I'm 15. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you were, and and also you appeared to be real. Most of the women on the community site back then were, uh, were dudes. Do you remember Speaking the names of, of the fake accounts? I do. Yeah, I don't want to say them. I, don't, I remember two specifically right now. I just don't want to say them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bernie said that he almost deleted my account a couple times thinking it was a fake account because he's like, why would girls be on our website? <laughs> That's like the, the ultimate like treehouse mentality. He, like, he should have <laughs> just written no girls and put a sign out front. <laughs> yeah. Bernie um, was the president of the He-Man Woman Haters Club. <laughs> yep. <laughs> No, but it's 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 been a it's been a good seventeen years. It's hard. It's I I, re- I still remember. I don't remember what we did for the first anniversary, but I remember making the front page post for the second anniversary uh, from the apartment in Buda in April of '05 when we were celebrating, and that's when uh, Anna Anna Hullum brought us those cakes. I don't know if you remember that, Jeff. I think she brought us a pecan pie and a cake with like two Spartans on it that we yeah, ate like that a day. red and a blue Spartan on it that she had done right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. There's there's pictures of that somewhere. Yeah, I've got some pictures of that. I think we may have posted them at some point uh, during like the 15th anniversary or something. Well, She's going like to have the... to make a lot of cakes for the 17th. There's way more people to feed now. When you picture that apartment in Buda, what's your primary memory that you get? I think about, I don't know if you remember this, I think about that wall next to my desk where I would... Whenever you know, I, back then I used to answer all of the email that was sent to the company, and I would print out the stupidest emails and uh, tape them to the wall right next to my <laughs> desk. So I had like a wall to my right that was just filled with really stupid emails. I think I remember the first thing that comes to mind is uh, I remember Bernie and Matt fighting in the kitchen once, and you and I being like, "We can't get to the door to get out." <laughs> and uh, yeah, I and guess I there was no Nathan- escape. Yeah. And I remember Nathan Zellner sitting on the very edge of his seat because of that cat. Oh yeah, Finch. yeah, Finch. Yeah, and he was he was I, too I, nice to ever move the cat. So every day he just sat on a on like one inch of chair. I remember yep. Glassos. That's my memory of that place. <laughs> was that there? That wasn't yeah. a Congress office. Oh no. yeah, you're right. No, it was at it was at the bar right there the uh, by bar. the kitchen. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh, that's when you were. About- that like shock video, right? Where that guy shoves yeah. glass up his ass. Okay, I was like, yeah. was this a Rooster Teeth inside no, joke no. that I don't know about? I have. It's, it's, I have. It's, we're talking about. We're talking about the other glass ass. I have a memory <laughs> from. Uh, yeah, that the with the Christian glass ass. Uh, I have a memory about Demono in that office that I don't know if I should share. Oh, God. 
Was he but sticking was he glass winning? up his ass? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just a funny thing, but we had a bin where we would get like, when people would return t-shirts and stuff, like wrong size or whatever, we didn't want to turn around and resell it. So we would just use them as giveaways for family members or friends or if, you know, your teacher's kid wanted a DVD or whatever. And so it was just like a Rubbermaid trash can that had a bunch of shirts and shit in it. And Demona was visiting. Uh, we used to have a lot of visitors. Uh, we people come by all the time. Gavin, uh, did you? I think Ben King visited that office. I don't. I don't. I guess you must have too. Um, and Buda. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was talking about the glass ass thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, but anyway, so Demona was there one time, and I think we were having to work late. We were supposed to go out to dinner with him, and I felt bad because we were taking too long making RVB. And I said, hey, dude, I'm sorry. It's going to be a few more minutes, but if you want to grab any free shit from that box, it's yours. And he said, okay. And he went down to his car, and he came back up with a suitcase, and he opened it up, and he just turned the trash can into the suitcase. (laughs) And I I went, okay, (laughs) I guess. Did you mention who that is? Yeah. He did. (laughs) I did. Statue run out. It's okay. I forgot about that. It was just. Um, I'm still surprised that it took Gavin and I so long to meet in person because we started talking. Yeah, I think in 2004, but it wasn't until so 2009 when I came to visit Austin for the first time when you were staying with the Ramses, Gavin. Yeah, is that it? Yeah, and uh, I just remember coming in to their house and you were sitting on the couch playing video games, and I was just like. Hi. And you're it like, It was so Sup. weird to look at you in real life. I couldn't, it took me like a whole <laughs> night to get used to. I was like, this is so freaking bizarre. I think you poked me on the face a few times. <laughs> yeah, I had to check you were real. <laughs> you know what's fucking really weird to me is that you guys are, my daughter is the same age as you both were when I met you. Whoa. So which, uh, <laughs> who's she going to meet? <laughs> Tell me that. <laughs> It's fucking weird, right? It just popped into yeah. my head when I realized she's close to 15. Yeah, you guys are that. That is the god damn. That is a lot of time. Yeah, That's she scary. was. Uh, how old was she in uh, 2009? She was born in, I guess she was four in 2009. Yeah, yeah. That's I guess when I met her, she was so small. Yeah. She was still terrified of me back then. Do you remember that? She wouldn't mm-hmm. look at me, I think, for the first seven years of her life. Smart kid. Very smart. I mean, she didn't want to be traumatized. <laughs> Like she would run away and like hide and close her <laughs> yeah. eyes. Yeah, what, what do you think it kid. was about you? <laughs> do you think it was uh, your face? the eyebrow? It's, it's face, a, it's right personality, here. demeanor, you know. The general you frowning. cut out a little bit, so all I heard was eyebrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you heard it. I didn't cut out. You heard the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of the Rooster Teeth Podcast is brought to you by us. Last Laugh premieres on roosterteeth.com on April 20th. In a world where laughter is forbidden and one smile can spell certain doom, Funhouse, Achievement Hunter, and Rooster Teeth are sending their top comedians into the ultimate comic showdown. Trapped together and armed with only a duffel bag of props and their own wit, the challengers compete to make each other laugh first. There's no escape from the sabotage, subterfuge, and let's face it, just slapstick. Host Jeff Ramsey makes sure not one chortle goes unnoticed as competitors are eliminated one by one until only the funniest remain. He who laughs last wins cash and bragging rights. So who will break first and who will get the last laugh? Part social experiment, part game show. Watch Last Laugh April 20th at Roosterteeth.com exclusively for first members. So if you're first, you get to see who's last. Get it? If I made you laugh, you have to leave now. All right. Well, let me, like, continuing along this uh, memory lane, uh, let me ask you guys this. Gus, what's your favorite memory in the last 17 years of and related to Rooster Teeth? 
Um, it's probably messing up the uh, RTX 2011 on sale uh, tickets and selling too many of them. I think. That was a that was an exhilarating day. Yeah, just uh, I guess messing it up and then realizing that people wanted to to take part in it, but it was you know that it was a lot it was a lot of work, but it was also like really satisfying to go through. I have no idea where, but a video exists of you and I dealing with that crisis as it happened. Like somebody filmed who? it when the was it while it broke was it and Gavin who it filmed it? Was Gavin or Jack? Or who filmed maybe? that? I don't think it was me. I don't think maybe Gavin Bernie? was there. It was Adam Baird, Jack, or Burn or Bernie. I don't remember which. No, uh, you I guys meant think to it sell two hundred, right? And you sold five hundred and thirty-five, right? Something like that. It's supposed to be 200? yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Damn. It was a. Uh, it was a. Yeah, it was a huge pain in the ass. But it was. It was. It was worth it. Why, Jeff? What do you? Does something stand out for you? Uh, you know, it. I realize when I ask you guys that it's kind of an unfair question because there are so many memories and so many things have happened. Um, but currently, the thing that pops out that just jumped into my head when I asked it is probably not even close to my favorite memory. But it is a sweet, fun memory that I really that I, I, I is really kind of precious to me. And it's when you and I went to San Jose to go put red versus blue on the IMAX and we saw yeah, it on yeah. an IMAX theater for the first time. And just how we had seen it on at the Alamo draft house at that point, we'd seen it at the Kennedy center. So we'd been on, it'd been on uh, a screen before, but seeing it like, I don't know, 75 feet tall or however fucking big that IMAX was, that was unbelievable. That was do, really, do you remember that was, it's also kind of a, a strange experience because if I remember right, I think the projectionist came and picked us up at the airport. Do you remember that? He, he the guy, <laughs> I don't remember his name. I don't remember his name. He was, he was really, really nice. And he was the press secretary for Burning Man at the time. I remember that. He kept talking about Burning Man a lot. And he was like the head of press for Burning Man. And then he was in some way related to that, that, that showing whatever it was, whatever art foundation or whatever it was. And I remember that he lost his parking pass and we couldn't leave till he found it, the airport. Oh, right. I forgot about that. that. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, it's like eight bucks. I'll pay. I have no problem paying. But it was like the principle of it. And he, he eventually found it and we got out. But he, he somehow lost his parking pass in his car for like 30 minutes. And we just <laughs> like sitting in the parking lot while we figured it out. There's, there's a lot of uh, old strange memories like that. Like I forgot about the parking pass. I'm sure like if we all all of us sat down and like tried to piece together all these stories. We'd all be telling each other things like individual sides of it yeah. that we all forgot and are like lost to time. Like, I don't know if, if you remember that night, but that's also where we discovered that place, the Cinnabar in San Jose. Oh, I remember. Like so much. Mm -hmm. And that's also that same night we saw, or the day after we saw Ralphie May live because we walked oh, yeah. by in a comedy club and he was playing and we just walked in. That's also that's also the same day at Cinnabar that day. That's the that's the time when the guy stopped me on the way to the bathroom and asked me if I was half black, half Korean. Yeah. <laughs> Is Cinnabar Not related to Cinnabun? No. No. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> divey Divey Bar in San Jose. The last time we went there, I don't know if you remember, but a homeless guy had been beaten up or stabbed or something in front of it, and we had to walk through all of his blood to get into the bar. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, to yeah. Get I do remember in? that. What the yeah. fuck, dude? Who walks over pool. blood to get into a, a place? pool of blood. Well, I'm still drinking, then. We, uh, when we, I just remembered something else. When we went to that Ralphie May show, it was at a comedy club, 
and the table sat four people and Jeff and I were by ourselves. So they sat us with two random people and it was this man and this woman on a first date. So it was me and Jeff and this couple who were there to watch his comic on their first date, all sharing a table at a comedy club. And what's worse is the table was the way the stairs were set up. They were facing the stage and you and I were in front of them facing them. So we had to turn our chairs around and they had to watch yeah. the comedy show through us. Yeah. Oh, it was a, it God, was not this, a great layout. This makes yeah. me uncomfortable. Just like hearing about that. I don't, I don't <laughs> even know what you guys must've been feeling at that point, especially you guys. It was fine by us. It was, it was awkward really awkward for them. Ralphie May, is that the guy who won uh, last comic standing? He lost it. Actually. He got second place. Oh, Never mind. The okay. other dude, Dat Fan, won it. And then nobody oh, ever heard yeah. of him again as a comedian. Yep. I wasn't that fan of his. Uh... Nope. You tried. A for effort. Any more wine to have? Man, I have no idea why I remember that, but yeah. That was like season one of Last Comic mm -hmm. Standing? Yeah. yeah. Apparently, ago. Dat Fan went to Eric's high school. He just. To, uh, told us that? Yeah. I guess he's a dat fan of that dude. See, damn it. Fucking opportunity. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, is, there any, is anybody else watching? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change the subject here. Is anybody else? I feel like nobody else in the world is watching Westworld anymore. Oh, are we oh, doing, we're doing this? <laughs> oh, that's Dad, this is my idea. <laughs> To be fair, who would be watching Westworld when you can be watching Tiger King? Well, Tiger King's only seven episodes that are Watch all already out. Or the but uh, Westworld's on, ongoing. Uh, but yeah, I, I started watching. Everything. I started watching Tiger King this weekend as well, and it made me remember that you know I grew up in that really small town, and there was a there was like one of those exotic wildlife rescue places like just outside the town I grew up in. And, uh, I don't like, I, it, it would all happen when I was really young. So I don't remember all the details about it, but I remember like, I think federal agents came and like served papers or shut that place down or something happened when I was a kid. I need to look into that. I think that they accused the people who ran that place of illegally smuggling animals into Mexico or something. So, uh, like in, in rewatching Tiger or in watching Tiger King, it's making me think back about that, uh, that stuff when I was a kid. I'm really nervous. I'm watching the show right now. I'm on episode, I think we just finished episode three. And I'm really nervous for what's going to happen, uh, especially if there's like more animal cruelty stuff. It's just very uncomfortable. And somehow Trevor and I are always watching that show when we sit down to eat. And it's oh, the worst it possible timing. I mean, I'll say the further in that show goes, the less it has to do with animals. Okay. God, it, it gets sad. Like the back half of that show is just tragic. You and it, every it, episode is more insane than the last one. Somehow you end up meeting new characters in like episode five. It's like where was this guy the whole show? And oh my god, it's even crazier somehow. Do you, Gav? Do you? Uh, two questions. One: Do you? Uh, did you end up feeling any kind of compassion or sadness for Joe Exotic by the end of it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I felt like it was a re kind of redemptive at the end. Not redemptive, but you, oh, you do. No it humanizes them a little bit. Uh, and I'm, no spoilers, Barb, sorry. <laughs> uh, the, the other question is, do you think that lady whose name I can't remember killed her husband? Carol. Carol. Carol, Carol from episode three. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Dude. Uh, who, who knows? And it's, it's just, 
I don't even know where to start with so much of it. I, I, you get all these feelings and then it all gets flipped when you hear the other side of it. It's like, and then at, at the beginning, I was like, I realized I don't like anyone. I'm not rooting for any person in this. You're rooting for the animals. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's mental. The, one of the most uncomfortable moments for me, um, and I think this is like episode two they show it, is at uh, Joe Exotic's uh, place. They do this thing where they hold the little baby tigers by everyone's face and they take a picture. It just like it made me so uncomfortable for some reason. It was just like these people sitting in the crowd as they brought this tiger in and like took a picture and like moved it from face to face. And I'm like this poor animal. It's just like it, I don't know. It just made me super uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah it's uh, and they, I mean they even talk about that about like what a waste it is. Like you know how they have a very limited amount of time in which they can uh, maximize their profit off of those uh, off of those animals, yeah, and then that after like that, ten weeks or something, something like that. Yeah, yeah. there's. There's a lot more we could say about that, that, but I don't want to spoil anything for you, Barb. But yeah, it's uh, it's sad. It, it almost had the same levels of holy shit, this keeps getting crazier as the the Jinx. It's kind of on a similar really? level to that for me. Mm. Yeah, dude, yeah. the last episode of the Jinx is still, I think, one of my favorite pieces of content in the world. Like the last like it, ten minutes. Yeah, I was. It's uh, funny you say that because the what you know, I'm still watching Tiger King. I'm probably in the same place that Barbara is. I'm thinking I just finished episode three, but it's also been making me think about the Jinx as well, and like it's been making me want to go back and and rewatch that. I was uh, I was just talking to the guys earlier when we were setting up, and I said it was uh, it reminded me of uh, I don't know if you know if you know who Harlan Coben is. He makes those like he's a novelist, but he makes those overly complicated Netflix shows like Safe or the I think The Intruder was one. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, that's the new one that's out. But uh, it's like a Harlan Coben story on meth. It's just like it's so intertwined, and there's so many people double crossing and triple crossing and doing back backyard like behind the back deals. And it's just, it's insane to keep up with. If you, if you had an org chart, try to explain it all, it would be, <laughs> yeah. it would, it would look guys, like the, it would look like the, uh, that episode of Always Sunny. Did you guys uh, watch McMillions, that documentary on Hulu? I can't get into it. HBO. HBO, sorry. Uh, I, I get mixed up because my Hulu has HBO in it. Mm. I paid for like the package deal. So I always forget yeah. what's on what. But no, I'm the same as you, Jeff. I started watching. I think we got to episode two or three. And then we're like, I don't really. Yeah. Eh. I, you can see where it's going. You can draw the line out and be like, okay, I got it. I watched the first yeah. Same yeah. With you. I watched the first two episodes. And I, I'm going to watch the first like 20 minutes of episode three because people keep telling me I have to watch it. And it's so good. But it's really well produced, but it's just not interesting in any way. Yeah, I watched I watched the whole thing. I think it was six episodes, but I felt like even then it was too long. Like it should have been condensed down. Like in the first episode, you meet that FBI agent who's like a really big character. And you, you think that White he's going to be a big part of it yeah. and maybe carry it. But then it's like he really isn't in the second episode. And he kind of like takes a back seat and you realize like, oh, there's all these other characters, too, that you have to follow along with. And it's fine. It was entertaining. But like you said, you already kind of know the outcome of the story. And, it's like, uh, yeah. They just, like, they just take a long time to fill in the details. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of lame. It's like, so the mafia was involved and then they caught him, I guess, right? And then the bad guys got punished? I don't know. Yeah, and then they, 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 it seems like they intentionally tease out the exact way that they were able to pull off this scam until the very last episode. Like, they keep teasing, like, oh, how did they do it? We don't know. Or we're trying to figure it out. It's like, I mean, just, just tell us. Like, I, that's the whole reason I kept watching was to get to the last episode and be like, oh, okay, that's how they did it. Now, now I get yeah. it. It makes sense. Yeah, I just couldn't get into it. It just, it did uh, make me want to eat McDonald's, though. 
So I will say that. <laughs> I did that, that the same thing. <laughs> it's a positive. Did you guys actually play the Monopoly game when, like, back in the day? Mm-hmm, sure, yeah. I think big it was, it was yeah, a big same. deal. Huge deal. If only I had known, I had no chance of winning whatsoever because of these people. Yeah, you could have won free food, right? Like free fries or free Big Macs and stuff. That, that, that's that's why I played Roll Up the Rim to Win at Tim Hortons in Canada. I got so many free coffees <laughs> and donuts from that. <laughs> you gotta tell us what you gotta tell us what that is. <laughs> Roll up the rim. <laughs> it sounds it sounds like one of those Urban Dictionary sex acts. Roll up the Dude, rim. Where, where are my Canadians in the chat? They know what I'm talking about. <laughs> what was it? What would you? What would? What did you have to do to win? It's exactly what it sounds like. Roll up the rim. You had a coffee cup. I, I, would... that, what do you mean? That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> you take you it anal. Think, what do you think that is, Gus? I don't know. I don't you take an anus <laughs> and you roll it in on itself as far as you can. You try and you see how much of your ass cheeks. How much of your ass you can put in your ass. In your ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you would take a fucking coffee cup, you pieces of shit, and you would literally roll up the rim of the coffee cup and it would say if you want something. Like, so where you what like point does the coffee Frank cup room? go in your ass? If you win something. Because oh. <laughs> you get so excited that you need to. Did you ever win? What did you win? What was the what was the biggest prize you won by rolling up the rim, Barbara? I think I, I think I I've won coffees and donuts and stuff before. Nothing exciting. Never money or anything like that. No trip to oh, the there ER. was money involved. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, well, there's like cars and stuff. He was playing Roll Up the Rim. <laughs> you can't play Roll Up the Rim during coronavirus. Uh, might no, be. we learned that last week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Have you, yeah. Guys, have you guys noticed how much you touch your fucking faces on a daily basis? Absolutely. Oh. I can't was, stop myself. I'm, I'm just, I was just watching Gavin touch his chin, and I like wanted to yell at him, but I realized I, I'm, yeah, I'm touching, I've touched my face all 475 times in this podcast alone. I yeah, what I read this, is, this cable keeps rubbing my beard and making it itch. I read this story also, earlier. There was this astrophysicist. Sorry, <laughs> there was this astrophysicist no, okay. in Australia who wanted to make uh, a device that would buzz anytime you got your hand near your face. He was using like those uh, real strong neodymium magnets. And uh, he couldn't get it to work, uh, so he got bored with it and gave up. And he decided to start playing with the magnets. And he put them in his nose and had to go to the hospital to get oh. them removed because they like clamped shut on the inside of his nose, and he couldn't get them out. He said that he tried Dude. to get it out by putting more magnets to get it strong enough to pull out. No. But then the, the more magnets went in, also and got stuck. <laughs> and that Dude, when he got to the hospital, they could like pull yeah, a hole in your skin. They said that when he when he went to the hospital, they had to spray like a, a a numbing agent on his nose, and they pulled like the three on one side out, but the one on the other side went back into his nasal passage and uh, down his throat. But luckily, he leaned forward fast enough and spit it out instead of it uh, going down into his stomach. <sighs> Dude, that sounds fucking horrible. Yeah, so don't put those magnets uh, in your nose or in your mouth or in your butt or in your butt. <laughs> yeah. I also I've been hearing... on those magnets. <laughs> <laughs> I also been hearing that, and you guys probably know this too, but the test for coronavirus, they do a nasal swab where they have to go like way the fuck back. I've so seen that true? Of people, of people getting it. Yeah, I, I yeah. saw um, a journalist did a video of her like doing a drive through in New Jersey and she was fucking crying from how much it hurt. Apparently everyone cries it from it. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's it's apparently in the same like have you ever seen the magic trick where magicians like hammer a nail into their nose, like just into the front of their face? And it actually yeah. isn't a trick. You can just there's this massive cavity there where stuff just fits. Yeah, and they have to swab the back of that. Oh, that Well that's that's one other, way to do it. Yeah, as if there was enough motivation to not want to get it to begin with, that uh that's even more motivation to to avoid it. That sounds yeah. terrible. Man, the most the most motivation I've heard, uh is that on the daily, Emily? That story? That was yeah. Yeah, the, if you listen to the daily, there's a, a New York Times reporter whose husband has it, and she's been giving a very honest like daily video like or like audio diary of what the process for her and their sixteen year old daughter and their husband who's in his fifties going through it have to go through like she the wrote, steps like, the whole of article, right? Yeah, and it is they're still going through it, so she's still updating it. And um, it first off, it'll make you cry the entire time you're listening to it. But secondly, if you don't take this thing seriously after that, you are not human because it is terrifying what a reasonably healthy 55 year old man has is going through and enduring and the kind of work and exhaustion and p- effort that goes into keeping him uh healthy or as healthy, you know, tending to him while keeping the rest of the house and the other family members clean and safe, man, yeah. it's like, it's scary. Have you guys it talked really about, scary. have you guys talked about with your significant others, like what, if, and or when it happens, if one of you pull gets the plug it, immediately. what the plan is? Yeah. I'm going to pull the plug immediately on anybody. <laughs> but no, I mean, like if let's say Jeff, like, let's say you get it. Are you going to try to like isolate yourself in a place in your house and not have her interact with you? Yes. I think, I think by that point, it's probably too late. Like by the time you're, you're showing symptoms, the other person probably already has received it from you. That's what I worry about. Yeah. Yeah. You should still try and self-isolate though. Probably. Yeah. You should still try. I guess. guess, But. Just be. That that was like a, a mass spreading event. Did you read about the choir practice? No. In Washington, yeah, yeah, it was like something like twenty-five or something. People got it because they were all singing near each other. They still were doing six feet of distance and all that stuff, and they weren't touching things. But because they were all like projecting their voice, I think the idea was that they thought it was like aerosolizing the virus, so it was hanging in the air a lot more than typically. It would just like in respiratory drops just fall onto a surface, but it was just lingering in the air, I guess, because of the singing or something. Did you read that? I I did, and I think it was actually like forty something people. I think it was more right. than twenty. Gee, so like, how many people actually had it? Who gave it? Like, were there a couple people in that choir who had it originally? They, they don't know. This choir was also like three weeks ago. It was, I think, before any kind of mandatory lockdowns, if I remember correctly. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's, I mean, like wildfire th- fire through them. It could have just been one person just hanging hanging it in the air, and everyone's taking deep breaths and breathing in and breathing out. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It seems like the the like the perfect storm for that kind of stuff. Like it's just a really yeah. worst case scenario. The other one okay, I the read, ch- the chat is saying 60 people in the practice, 45 contracted it. Two of them died. Yeah. Oh my go. God. Thanks yeah, to see, DX, uh, DX plates. Plate. Yeah. Shout out. There's, there's so many frustrating stories like that because they're so avoidable with, I mean, I, mean, it, I don't remember exactly when that happened. I, I don't know that it was so, it was that clear at that time. Uh, maybe it was. I can't. It's hard to. It, it, the days all kind of run together now. But um, like reading that one about the that story about how twelve students at Liberty University are now showing signs because 
Falwell refused to close the school. It's like, that's the stuff that you just like, you're like, oh, why can't people take this seriously? Why, why can't people be safe? Why can't people? Well, it's, act I, I mean, there's still no countrywide lockdown. Yeah. Just the uh, stay at home stuff, right? Which is uh, kind of loose still. Through April 30th, yeah. I think the Trump said yesterday. Yeah, yeah Jeff, I don't know if you, uh, I don't know if you read about this, Jeff, since you're a reality TV fan like myself. But Colton, the Bachelor, got COVID nineteen. Uh, really? I think now, like over a month ago, and I think he's already like recovered. But oh. yeah, um, his girlfriend Cassie, the girl he picked on The Bachelor, was like essentially documenting that whole process. He they luckily had like three floors in the house that they're in, so he was on the top floor isolating. But he was saying that he was so weak, and he's like. I think 28 and super healthy, but he had to crawl to the bathroom because he was so weak and tired and like he had zero energy and felt awful and just like the sickest he's ever felt apparently. Yeah. So like, it hits young people on, pretty bad. Wouldn't they want to put him on the first floor since gravity takes the germs down? Shut up, Gus. <laughs> I think they had like a bedroom and a, a bathroom that they, they like left food outside the door and stuff like that. The first floor player had the kitchen and the living room and stuff like that. I'm just saying it's, it's science. It's really simple. Gravity <laughs> pulls the germs down. Gus the scientist. Right. How are you guys handling? Are, are, you, are you guys getting cabin fever? Are you getting out of the house at all? Are you going for walks or are you going like to supply runs or are you just trying to, trying to go on walks every day? I, I yeah. honestly just feel very lucky in the situation that I'm in a in a place where I feel comfortable and I'm with someone who I don't hate. Does Meg like her? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel so much luckier than most because of the situation I just happen to currently be in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really I feel like I'm really lucky too. I only really go out once a week to get groceries and beyond that it's just all staying in here uh but like gavin you know i i, I feel really fortunate to uh, have kind of have the same things are you yeah, guys I'm, noticing uh, i'm sorry barbara go ahead that's okay um people often forget about me so it's all good um whoa it's, I'm just hard <laughs> it's okay cam. we uh it's the same as uh, gavin and gus uh luckily I'm, i feel very fortunate to be in the place i'm in with the person i'm with um we try to go on walks at least once a day sometimes a little more uh luckily the weather in austin has been pretty good up until this week where i think it's going to start storming soon but uh it's been pretty okay we've had a lot of things delivered to the house instead of actually going out that's good are you guys uh, cooking every day or are you ordering food it's like a mix of both yeah, there's been um I've been very impressed with what the local restaurants are doing. They'll have like a reduced menu or like they'll just have like a three course meal prep that you just pick from. And you can just go and pick it up and they they just you, you just open the trunk of the car and they dump it in the back and then you drive away. So you don't interact with them in any way. And a lot of places are doing like cool things like we went to um <laughs> we went we ate, we ate at home but we had like a, a steak dinner with like a little martini kit from Jeffrey's. And it was just like a cute little date night style thing that you can still do at home so you actually feel yeah. like go ahead did you have the mashed potatoes yeah for sure it's an important God question damn, dude those are the best mashed potatoes on earth yeah and it, and it, honestly it, it was a very nice meal but by far the most expensive takeout i've ever had in my life <laughs> 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 it was like a 200 steak that place is fucking crazy 
But those mashed potatoes are more butter than potato. They're really good. Yeah, it's just nice to do something that feels normal uh, when when nothing else is normal. Have you guys noticed that you've been, in a way, socializing more with people who you typically wouldn't socialize? Like, I had a, a group Zoom call with my dad's side of the family. It was like all my cousins, my aunts and uncles and everybody. And I only see them at family gatherings, like maybe twice a year in person. And we've never video chatted before. But because of all this going on, we did like a whole family Zoom call. And I was like, this is different. Never done this before. Yeah, I've not done I that. Have, I mean, I'm checking in more with people. Yeah, I FaceTimed with my mom for the first time ever this weekend. So I guess <laughs> similarly. And my girlfriend FaceTimes with her family. And I, I sit in on that as well. But yeah, it's uh, I, I've talked to almost no one outside of work i've noticed i've just really bunkered down i want to talk to all of my neighbors and yell at them to fucking social distance everybody in my neighborhood not everybody but a large a lot of people in my neighborhood are having these like outdoor yard parties where you're supposed to have your chairs like six feet apart but nobody adheres to it and it's like 45 people all in one yard six inches apart yeah i've uh well i mean based on that um choir practice two of them will die yeah, that's what I want to tell. I just, yeah. I, what do you do in that situation? Like, can you call the cops? Do you call, you like, can. okay. APD, I read an article that said APD had re- had received, like, over 200 calls from concerned citizens reporting violations of, of social distancing since last Tuesday. So I guess people are, people are calling and reporting it. But, I mean, it is there really, will they do anything or is there any penalty to that? I mean, like, you can call, but, I mean, is there any follow-up to it? Yeah, who knows? It is a very interesting, I don't know if you guys experience this on your walks, but whenever you're out and you see other people walking around, there's like this unspoken rule of like, if someone else is coming down the same sidewalk, one of you switches over to the other side or like avoids people yeah. somehow. But for some reason, I don't know why, I, like joggers, some of them think they're immune if they're going a certain speed. Like they'll just jog right past you. And it's like, fucking move. <laughs> and they're breathing a lot more than... And than everyone else, so they're probably transmitting it faster than someone walking. Yeah, but they're yeah, but they're running, so they're they're outrunning it. You know, they're going. They're already in the future. It is. Yeah. So, yeah. By the time Corona so looks up to get them, and they're long gone. Yeah, they're, as long as they don't <laughs> stop, they're 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 fine. They're good. You you're, you're screwed though. Corona's like on on your body, watching joggers go by, and it's like I'm gonna. Uh, my guy's too slow. Uh, missed. I'm too tired. I'm too fatigued to catch on. <laughs> Have you guys played Half-Life, Alex? Mm-mm. No, I've been playing. I've been playing Animal Crossing still too much. I, I had a weird thing happen. Um, I guess because I I played Half. I didn't play Half-Life One, but I played it when Half-Life Two came out. I went back to play it, and I played Episode One and Two. And I've also been, you know, kind of extremely excited for there ever to be a Half-Life Three. And uh, without spoiling anything, the the end of um, Half-Life, Alex, was like the, the most bizarre experience like i pulled off the headset and I, my eyes were just full of tears i think i was crying i was but gonna I say did, did the did, did the headset hurt you or were you actually sad no it's just like a very overwhelming cool ending i can't talk didn't about you, it it's too, it's too, it's too you, recently come out didn't I'll you once say you didn't understand getting emotional at cartoons because they weren't real they were just drawn uh, I don't remember saying that. It sounds exactly like something I would say. I honestly, <laughs> I, I pulled the headset off at the end. Like, there's, 
I really want to talk about it. I pulled the headset off and I just like sat on the floor with tears running down my face. And it wasn't happy. It wasn't sad. It was just incredibly overwhelming. It's like an emotional release. Describe it. Yeah, I, it was it was bizarre. I never felt anything like that. Was, was it a good ending? Your system? Did someone what? <laughs> Someone, someone really recently update your system to make you That's feel very funny, <laughs> like a firmware update. Yeah, I gained Thank a new emotion. Know. It's like Animal Crossing. Check your patch notes. <laughs> See if somebody enabled cry. That's also the saddest thing I've ever heard you say, Gavin. Where you're like, I think I was crying. Like <laughs> to, to me, though, to me, crying is like I'm. I know, I know what emotion is with it. Like I'm sad or I'm happy. This this was crying right. without any without either of that. It's, I was just uh, like there's this. A, there's a type of cry that you experience, <laughs> or at least that I've experienced a lot in my life. And maybe now that your firmware is updated, you will be experiencing as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's when something is so like affected you so much or it's so beautiful or moving in such a way where it's like you're not happy or sad but it's just like a i don't know how to describe it. it's like an overwhelming feeling of just like i that was just affected me in a way yeah. where i just like i have to cry you just need and, a release and because it was vr i was I, like I, you feel like you're in there you feel like you're in the room you're in the moment and i felt a part of something that i hadn't experienced since my ch childhood which was you know, the last time I played a, not I was a child, but the last time I played Half-Life was episode two, which was 2007. It was ages ago. It was like a teenager still. Oh, so you so had the nostalgic bit. cry. It was powerful. It, well, yeah, the I guess so. Yeah. There's a nostalgic cry. This, that happened to me. Um, <laughs> I don't want to fucking admit to it, but there's a fucking TikTok where people are like, <laughs> if, you were, if you were born before this uh, year, listen to the sound and it was that intro to like every single Disney commercial that you used to see in like the like mid to late 90s and it just like made me really emotional because it's like a nostalgic feeling and it just like overwhelms you in that way yeah it's such a it's so weird I, I had a similar thing when Super Mario Odyssey came out and I, I, I you gained control of Mario and to me it felt exactly like Mario controls in in Mario 64 Mm -hmm. which I think yeah, I was not, like 11 or 10 when I played that. And I felt like the, not as much, but I felt like a little, like my eyes were watering up because I was like, oh my God, this is like new old. This, it was weird. Yeah. New old. <laughs> well, welcome to the rest of your life where everything is new old. <laughs> Barbara, I want to have you outline all the different kinds of crying for us that we, we can we can all learn, like the nostalgia cry and uh, yeah, all I need the all the different, different ones. Because my firmware's been updated, I, I don't know how to file these emotions yet. <laughs> uh, I am up to the challenge. Uh, basically, just spend a day with me and you'll probably experience them all. <laughs> all the different crimes. We'll do, that, we'll do that as soon as we can in a couple of months. We, we were talking recently. Uh, we have like, uh, like a couple check-ins a week with uh, the RT Core group. And for some reason, this got brought up about how Chris hasn't cried in years. And we started talking about like when the last time we cried was, and for me it was like earlier that day. <laughs> really? When's the last time you guys cried? Uh, yesterday. I cried. <laughs> I cried in Better Call Saul yesterday. I think. Which, which really? episode? 
Uh, I can't remember. I, I, I watched a few to catch up. I'm, I'm all caught up now. I cry all the time. I, I can sit down. I, if I think about Millie for more than 30 seconds, I'll cry. Gus, <laughs> what about you? Uh, I want to say it. I will. It's definitely been a long time. I want to say maybe it was like the end of Return of the King. Oh yeah. Or or maybe the beginning of Up. Oh yeah. Oh, even thinking about that's gonna make me cry, dude. Oh <laughs> fuck! Naked up the hill. Ugh. Ugh. Ugh the music. <laughs> oh my god, no. Can, can that be the title for this podcast? Gus makes everyone cry. <laughs> Happy 17th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we do have a few things that uh, I feel we should talk about uh, that we've announced that are coming up here pretty soon. The first one, of course, is uh, uh, a passion project of mine. We're going to have uh, Black Box Down is premiering April 16th. Look at that. We have lower thirds. Wow. April 16th. On, uh, yeah, we got you. Wherever you're, you're you get good. Thanks, Eric. Wherever you get podcasts, you can go and actually you can already if you look for it and subscribe now. That way, as soon as the first episode comes out, you'll get it. And uh, we're I'm really really excited about that. I think I think it's turned out really well so far. And you can follow them on social too. And uh, the other thing we just I guess we could finally start talking about it today is Last Laugh. Uh, the trailer for that is coming out uh, on Wednesday the first. So if you're watching this on YouTube, it's probably already out. Oh, there it is. We have a lower third for that too. And yeah. Then, uh, the show actually premieres April 20th on roosterteeth.com or on Rooster Teeth. Damn, that's so see, soon. I just, I just did the VO for that trailer like uh, an hour ago. It's very funny. Oh, I can't wait to see it. I'm, I'm really excited to see how the how that show turned out. I would say, uh, it was a really interesting experiment. It's been a real I, big I, fear I, I, of... I like Sorry. <laughs> it's been a real big fear of mine since we filmed this and mini golf so far in advance that somebody's going to fuck up and spoil the winners. And uh, so every time somebody mentions that, I get scared. You don't have to worry about me. I'm a professional. I've been doing this for a long time. I've never spoiled anything. I'm not. <laughs> I worry about myself. Have we ever spoiled anything before on the podcast or like in other shows? I can't remember. I, I think Bernie did once. I, I, I don't remember what it was, but I want to say that he, at one point he, he did. definitely he announced something, something way too soon and marketing was freaking out. But yeah. yeah. Last time yeah, for 420 huh yeah yep nice coincidence um we also have a lot of uh holiday or holiday birthday related content coming out this week right like the animation jam and oh right yeah that um, just started today on monday yeah i think that, that special always open came out today right yeah on the site it'll be out tomorrow for the public and i feel like there was more and i'm drawing a blank we have a special RT Life coming out on Wednesday as well on the anniversary. I think we're also, um, we just Chump are putting it live. We have Chump, a, is Chump. Chump is live. Yeah. Live on Wednesday too. We, um, I think we're also going to do a live stream on RT TV on Wednesday morning uh, with the RT group, just going over some of our favorite shorts and, and productions that we've worked on in the last couple of years just to celebrate. But I think we're still putting the final details on that, but link down below, everyone could watch. Yeah, I think it's important to, to remind everyone, uh, no matter what platform they're watching on, if they're watching this on YouTube or wherever, that they can go to roosterteeth.com to watch RTTV live and uh, interact with us. That's where we're looking at chat. So like when Gavin called out someone in chat earlier, you know, that's that's where they can get, that's where we're interacting with people. And uh, RTTV <clears throat> is normally something that is only for our first members, but it's available for everyone right now. And I want to give, of course, after all these years still, a big thank you to everyone who's a first member who uh, 
supports us and helps us make uh, all this awesome content that we can we can put out for everyone. So thank you, first members, for uh, for being so awesome, for being first. I'm yeah, honestly you know, go, go ahead. ahead. I was gonna say I'm blown away by the people working in the background of all of our at home productions, like uh, all of our achievement hunter stuff. I guess Alfredo has just been like working everything in the background. It's weird to not see that person, but everything just is magically working. Everyone's just doing such a good job. Yeah, like Gus and I did, or Gus and I, Jack and I did that um, Keeping the Lights On podcast. Yeah. I don't know, like talk show on Saturday. And that was an idea that he had on Monday or Tuesday. And Michael Lindblad and, and uh, Jordan Battle and a couple other people just like fucking pushed rocks uphill for four days. And then suddenly we had a virtual set and we were able to pull this thing off. And it's just like, it's crazy how many talented people we have at Rooster Teeth and who are able to do so much given the circumstance in general, but just given the circumstances of what we're all, the reality that we're all dealing with. And yeah. like, it's fucking, not only are we able to produce content, but we're, we're averaging six to seven hours of uh, variety streams, variety live streams every day. Well, Monday through Saturday and then a little bit on Sunday right now, which is fucking crazy considering I was at the office last Monday. You know, we hadn't quarantined yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, to get the... into this podcast, I pressed, I clicked a link. <laughs> That's how yeah. easy it was for me. I mean, obviously, I had to piss about with all this shit, but that was my own doing. Yeah, after we left the podcast last Monday, uh, it was the last one we did uh, on the set. Gavin and I were walking out at the same time, and I, you know, we kind of turned to each other at the same moment. I think we both had the exact same thought. It was like, this is going to be the last time for a while that we're going to be walking out of that building. Like, it's going to be... Uh, weeks maybe weeks until you know, we set foot back in there and do uh, yeah and you, you were like, like you're like oh i should get some i should get some shit from my desk i'm not gonna be here yeah and it feels like like the last day we were in the office it almost felt like a video game where we were scrounging for goods essentially like all right like what could i take home with me like i'll grab these cables i'll grab this like uh, extra hand sanitizer that we have lying around. I'll grab these snacks. Like it seemed like a weird scavenge for supplies as we were leaving the office for the last time because we knew we wouldn't be back there for a while. It's like you wanted, you needed to craft something, and uh, you're like picking up all the supplies you needed in order to do that. Like in yeah, video it's game. like some zombie apocalypse video game where you like are in a room and you're trying to grab supplies as fast as you can, like load up have before you, you go. Have you guys enjoyed doing the the at home streaming and and kind of the I found it to be fun just to to work with the challenges presented to us and being able to like still create content and overcome those challenges. I find it's actually it's it's been like almost like uh, creatively inspiring to have these new constraints uh, on how we do production. It's almost it reminds me of the early days, Gus, when we were like, well, we got a skull and a warthog and a sword. What can we do with that? Yeah, I got this yeah, thing that I've been working with. I got a, a, a new assistant. So how's he, how's he getting on? He's he's doing all right. I think uh, he's probably sick of me. He wants me to to leave <laughs> and go to work. Yeah, your animal is all weirded out by the fact that you guys are home all day every day. Oh, I think they love it. Anyway, mm -hmm. bye. No, yeah, it's nice having a bunch of challenges to successfully overcome. Yeah. It's weird yeah, because um, the the computer that I'm primarily using uh, for most of my work now is like the PC that I have for playing video games. So it's like all it's done for years is play video games, and now it's like, oh well, now I have to use it to get work done. <laughs> and and uh, it's it's been interesting to try to figure out new ways to get uh, things done that I used to do at the office much easier. 
I mean, but my could... office here is very is uh, a lot hotter than the office at work, which is unfortunate. Maybe it's because you have a fucking phantom filming you. Well, yeah, but also like when I've got like <laughs> if I'm editing a slow mo guys over there and I'm doing like conversions here and also then trying to go into a video, so all of the fans are on and because it's just pushing up so much heat and it just gets it's it's like ten degrees hotter in here than the rest of the house. I bet you could sanitize a virus in there. It's so hot. Yeah, maybe. Have you thought about it not being so hot? Like try not to be hot? Yeah, just try not to be hot. It's a state of mind. Let me, let me, you're, you're let me really try that, at that Yeah, hold on. You're doing it. You're great at it. Not bad. <laughs> Barb, you should send Mariel over with that toilet meter. She can check the hot spots. <laughs> right, it's true. It's funny that you mentioned that because Mariel actually just came by my place today. Um, uh, Trevor and Achievement Hunter were nice enough to lend us some webcams that they weren't using uh, for Rooster Teeth to use. And so I had a webcam from Achievement Hunter that she was going to take home for her to use. And so I just like left it in a Ziploc bag outside my front door and she <laughs> came by and picked it up and I like had the window open and I was like waving at her from outside the window. And I was like, this is the first time I've seen a friend in, in weeks. <laughs> it seems like. I had a funny the- thing where uh, like three days ago, I was on a walk or I was on a bike ride and I ran into Andrew Rojas walking around. What? <laughs> yeah, because I guess this... we live near each other. That's really funny. That's... Yeah, we stayed a respectful distance, but it was nice to catch up with somebody that I work with in person again. But, that's, a, weird. that's a weird way to find out. Yeah, just like yeah. randomly walking around because of this. Yeah, just everybody's out walking around like zombies. Like they don't know what else to do with their lives in Austin. They just... Everybody's walking six feet apart. Everybody's like uh, Fitbits are super happy about everyone getting all their walking done now. There was some, I've been reading a lot of stuff online about how we should be calling it physical distancing instead of social distancing because people don't be social online or you could be, you could be social and you could still have social interaction and stuff. I feel like maybe people are taking it as like, I need to shelter myself and like hide from the entire world essentially. Whereas, like, you just have to be physically distancing yourself from people. Well, I, the problem I have with the term is I feel like social distancing still sounds like it's encouraging the socializing aspect. Mm. It, like, it's, the sense it still has social in it. I feel like physical distancing is clearer about, like, you need to be removed from people. Live the Gus life. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it is so hot. It's like, look at that. I have sweaty underarms. Gross. Hot. Yuck. I've never had that in my life. It must be a thousand degrees over here. <laughs> I, uh, Jeff, but, I have a question for you. Okay. So I'm wearing one of your shirts. But I noticed your... that, by the way. Thank you. That's a weed butter. Was it? I was going to ask if it was an intentional thing to make it look like this guy had a huge cummy dick. <laughs> oh God. Uh, <laughs> 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 like, that's what it looks like, right? No, that's yeah. just sticky rice. Yeah, like, <laughs> your eye. that's just a that's a it's rope rice. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think it would be traditional, but it it's awesome. That's an Easter egg. Because okay. like it's literally whatever. every time I wear this shirt, people are like, I had to do a double take because I thought <laughs> that guy was just holding a giant cummy dick coming out of him. God damn! Someone in the chat was asking me what this uh, stuff is behind me, and it's just uh, blankets under my desk. For if Tony wants to come and sit in here, because I, I don't have enough room for a couch, so I just put a bunch of comfy blankets on the floor. But isn't it? Super hot in there? Fo- Say what? 
Isn't it super hot in there though? Why would you need blankets? Uh, when the doors open, it's a lot cooler. Gotcha. Didn't you post a photo on Instagram of that the other day? I felt like that. I, yeah. I just saw that recently. Yeah, it looks familiar. Yeah, usually the desk is higher up because it's like a, a standing desk. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I think it's about time that uh, we should wrap this up. I think uh, this went pretty well. This went better than I expected for our first uh, remote podcast. Yeah. So I uh, want, want to thank everyone for joining me. I want to thank everyone for supporting us for 17 years, even if you haven't been Woo. here all 17 years. And again, a big thank you to our first members for continuing to support us. And uh, we'll see you guys again next week. Can I use Bye. a webcam next week? Sure. <laughs> No, this is it. Everybody. <laughs>